Hi, I'm Will Rook, and welcome once again to my mini podcast with a focus to bringing really smart people to help us learn about this new, better workplace, which then we can ensure a great employee experience wherever we are. And I'm so happy to have Megan Mooney from Manpower as my guest. Megan, welcome. Thanks, Will, for having me. Now, Megan, you're the Director of People and Culture at Manpower, and I think it's fair to say that Manpower was the very first organization to bring employee trends and key workplace data to the world. I mean, that's really what built the brand, right? Yeah, we got our start 75 years ago in the administrative staffing space. Um, So our bread and butter is manufacturing blue collar, uh, but we've grown since then. We're in 75 countries today. We service the entire talent life cycle uh, from recruitment, through worksite management, all the way up through leadership coaching. So we definitely have a view into the entire talent life cycle. Um, And, you know, that positions us really well to be able to speak to the future of work. Well, and you spoke really well to that. Um, Just a few days ago, you spoke at the Association for Corporate Growth, the Wisconsin chapter, to a packed room. And by the way, you owned the room with the data that you shared. (laughs) And and you were, you know, willing today to share some of those really key four trends that you believe are driving this new human age. And so if you can just kind of share with us what you think our audience should hear today about those key drivers, that would be so helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Manpower Group has been watching the labor markets for, you know, probably 75 years now. And for a long time, we've seen the labor market really follow the economy, Uh, meaning when the economy was very strong, the demand for talent was very strong and vice versa. And we've since just seen a really structural change, right? Despite some of the cautious uh, optimism, we've seen some, um, you know, reduced intentions for hiring, the talent shortages are as high as they've ever been. So really we've dug in to say, what is causing this and why is it different today than it was in the past? So we kind of defined it around four, four key trends. Um, so shifting demographics, kind of the changing worker profile. Uh, two, individual choice about purpose and flexibility. Technology adoption, a huge driver of innovation and how uh, our worker profile shifting there. And then competitive drivers. So how do we leverage talent? as a competitive advantage. And so when you go back and talk about the shifting demographics, can you just share some of the key pieces underneath that data that you have? Well, first and foremost, the newest incoming generational group, Gen Z, um, will soon be in less than two years, uh, the biggest uh, segment of the overall workforce. And so they are really influencing how we're seeing employers uh, react and, and, and position themselves and we, we believe that's because Gen Z, more than any other group, is really demanding more out of their employers when it comes to social issues. So think ESG. Um, they are very interested in hearing what their employers, uh, where their stance is around DEIB, climate change, for example. Um, and they're certainly unafraid to voice their own opinions on things like social media and on, on Glassdoor and other things like that. So we're definitely seeing them driving that share of voice. Um, And then by default, then employers are talking more about it um, on their own kind of public media spaces, how they define themselves, their values, their priorities, et cetera. And certainly the shifting demographics have a lot to do with, as you identified, the number of people that are retiring or will be retiring. Exactly. So, you know, we are watching this really interesting 
um, kind of change in perspective around the retirement age. You can certainly watch uh, countries like France, who are, are really you know, kind of governmentally leading and pushing their employees to work later in career, but certainly just employers by employees by choice. They are wanting to work later in their career. People are living longer lives, healthier lives. Um, and, and actually they're, they're repositioning their own perspectives to say, Hey, it's not about ending employment at 65. I'm thinking about career 2.0, 3.0. Maybe I'm interested in part-time work or contract work, right? I've got perhaps 30 years left to live. And so I want to keep it exciting and motivating and work really fits right in there. Uh, let's talk about the second uh, trend that you identified. Yeah, the second trend is around individual choice. And so this is about employees really demanding more autonomy over how they work and, and what their career journey looks like, uh, and, and really driven significantly by the pandemic. Because in the pandemic, people said, you know what, <laughs> this work-life balance I have or don't have, it, it really does need to change. Um, and so whether it's because, you know, they're, they're more focused on mental health or physical health or, you know, they've reprioritized their caregiving, et cetera, um, we're seeing people say, hey, it's not just about my career anymore. <laughs> and, and so I guess, you know, we're, we're seeing things like people say, hey, I'm not going to be okay working, you know, over 40 hours a week or, hey, Anik, actually, I'm interested in part-time work and the part-time by choice, uh, you know, five out of every six part-time workers are doing so by choice, which is the highest that ratio has ever been. So definitely seeing individuals look for, um, you know, ways to obviously be motivated and fulfilled, but not necessarily uh, defining themselves by their career. Yeah, I love the line that you shared, a life fulfilled versus filled with work. I thought that was pretty powerful. <laughs> Yeah, but you're also seeing employers say, hey, you can find purpose and meaning in your jobs too. So again, it's kind of on managers and leaders to say, let's make the time together meaningful. We like our colleagues. We like spending time together. And so there's kind of also that push to the, to bring forth some of the, the connections and experiences you can have with your colleagues uh, to find meaning as well. That was important. You talked about the third trend around tech adoption. Can you talk a bit more about that? Absolutely. We've really got to focus as employers on how do we make sure our talent is keeping up with the innovations. So we've really got to foster those digital skills from within. So how are we pushing learning? How are we prioritizing continued skill building and development? Not just in the heavily technical areas, but in some of those soft skills too, right? Being business leaders with IT expertise. So again, we need to be creative. We need to be problem solvers with that tech technical acumen to really make sure we're solving kind of the problems of now and the future. Yeah. And I also love the way you talked about rehumanize, don't dehumanize. And I've had the, uh, really been fortunate to work with some of, well, your two CEOs over a number of years. And I think they really do also bring to life that they understand how you just have to make a connection on a very human level, right? I mean, that's got to be key to what you're doing every day in your job. Absolutely. You know, there, there could be this fear that our employees have, like, is my job going to be replaced? And again, I think we are always going to need human capital. Humans are the catalyst <laughs> to drive forward this innovation. And so really this is about how do we make sure our people are skilled, can kind of continue to be in demand, be marketable. Um, but remember that as technology advances, so must uh, the, the human skills to be able to manage that, use that 
technology ethically, make sure that's going to continue to run our business. So, for example, um, you know, in a former ACG meeting, we heard Adam Gerstmeyer, who's the GM of NEMAC, Global Automotive Supplier. He spoke to how robotic automation in his manufacturing facility is requiring him to actually upskill line workers to someone that can maintain, oversee, ensure um, continuous operations of that robotic automation. So again, it's all about reskilling in the tech space, not replacing. And Megan, the the fourth and, and really important trend also that you want to just share with us is, as we conclude today. Yeah, we are seeing talent as a competitive advantage. The world is operating more digitally, more globally. That's really breaking down uh, our borders when it comes to accessing talent around the globe. So skill talent, frankly, is dispersed. And now we're seeing employers really consider um, not just you know, raw materials, cost of land and, and lease money. But now they're also saying, well, what about the cost of talent? What about the availability of talent when they go to uh, determine where they're going to set down site operations? Um, and so, again, when we have perm staff, maybe you have offshore, you have contractor gig workers, really we're seeing employers shift to let's think about the ecosystem. Let's focus on cohesively integrating it rather than going all in on a single talent model. Oh, this is great. And in your job, obviously you have to kind of eat your own cooking, I imagine. So <laughs> in charge of culture and all the things that you're doing, what, what are the key takeaways that you really feel we should all hear and that you have to put in place every day for you to be successful? Yeah, I can't reiterate enough how much I'm thinking about the concept of purpose and balance. You know, really empathizing with my own people that career is one dimension of a rich and fulfilling life. And so I'm constantly striving to say, how can we make this meaningful? How can I motivate uh, my employees? So that's definitely a big one. And I would say too, you know, again, this concept around upskilling, just constantly, whether it's because people are now, you know, their ambitions change, their goals change, and they're looking to move within a function or move, try something new for the very first time after working maybe 20 years um, in, in a singular function. You know, it's just let's continue to focus on development, um, encourage it, um, and then realize, too, people want to be in demand. They want to be relevant. They want to get their skills sharp. And so they're going to seek that from employers or, or there's a lot available to them outside of work. So, you know, really, let's, let's offer that as a reward. Um, and then just one more thing I'll say is because talent shortages are so acute, um, people are not afraid to explore their options. And so it's really on organizations to listen um, and to take action, making sure they're in alignment with what their workers want. Well, and I think you make it easier for all of us as leaders to listen because we have to. I mean, things are changing so rapidly. So thank you so much for sharing this. I know there's much more data that's accessible. How would you let our audience know that they can learn more beyond just this short podcast from you? Yeah, we've published some great thought leadership on manpowergroup.com, our website. So please take a read of the New Human Age 2023 Workforce Trend. It's right there on the homepage of our website. Um, and then certainly lots of ways to learn more from them. Thank you so much. It's been great. And to those listening, please let us know what you think of this podcast. Love to hear from you. And thanks again, Megan, so much for joining us today. 
Always happy to talk talent. <laughs> Thanks for having me.